0: Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch I'm Luke I'm Katie It looks like I talked over you It looks like These audio levels look bad We're Mm -hmm. we're having like Technical difficulties And if you've listened to this show You know that's kind of Our speciality at times (laughs) I just feel like So me and Taylor just moved And I finally have like An office setting For like Mm -hmm. Her to do Like work in And me to do work in And she got me this sweet desk Like from Amazon And put it together for me As a Christmas present So I'm in here recording podcasts bear with me on the volume um i know our shit sounded like shit off and on with the holiday episodes it's all my fault anything bad that ever happens on this show is my fault anything that ever good happens is because of katie and or taylor taylor (laughs) katie you're very generous happy new happy new year's eve happy nye
1: happy nye i'm so happy Um, to say goodbye to 2020 I know that's the big joke every year, but this year it feels especially poignant.
0: You know, I know. I I always like I always hated that uh sort of notion. I think I've said that before of like blaming a year or years always the year always gets a bad rap at New Year's, but this is the first time where like like I mean in like m- maybe the history of my fucking adult life where I I think it's warranted to say this was, like, a shit year. The other years seemed like privilege years compared to this year. It was just mm-hmm. like, ugh. Um, and New Year's Eve itself, like, the, the, the DNA of the holiday, the tropes and the cliches are dependent on crowds and, and kissing, exchanging and spit and <laughs> being all, like, you know, germy with one another and partying mm-hmm. and doing all the things that, for the first time, also in our adult lives, I'm sure whether or not we've decided to partake or not in those festivities this year, it's not even an option. Yeah. Uh, for, for really anyone. Uh, so it's, it's, it's weird times and it was weird. Uh, we're watching new year's Eve. It's yeah. weird, uh, to see them, uh, be transitioning from 2011 to 2012. Like that's like high school graduation time for us. Like yeah. when the, when the, when the world was new and still pure, uh, <laughs> And it was nice to see these people gather with one another uh, and, you know, watch Zac Efron kiss a woman and, like, you know, just really live life.
1: Mm-hmm. This, uh, this is in the grand tradition of uh, Love Actually, another holiday movie with a big ensemble cast. And so the director, Gary Marshall, I looked up his filmography before we signed on today, and I couldn't help but notice that As he... The time. He did a trilogy of these, or at least he did a trilogy yep. of Hollywood. or Sorry, holiday movies. So he did Valentine's Day, with ta- mm-hmm. with Taylor Swift, and pretty this movie pretty successful from
0: what I remember.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I think it didn't get good reviews, but like people, a lot of people went to go see it, and um, then there was this one. My sister one.
0: saw that shit.
1: I think I saw it in theaters too, but I really don't remember it. I do remember Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner were in it.
0: Oh my God a couple of dude Taylor Taylor that's my yeah wife. Um, <laughs> oh my god I wonder if I wonder if Taylor is named after Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner.
1: somehow like beyond Probably time not, right? and space and the you other know, one it's all,
0: it's all relative
1: it's all relative. The other one was Mother's Day which I've never seen and I've never heard anyone talk about but I kind of vaguely remember it coming out coming out so yeah he I has too
0: vaguely remember it coming out yeah. So not to any of the hype, not to any of the hype of uh, the, the first two in the unofficial trilogy, though. Yeah, I just remember thinking, oh, that's interesting. They're trying to capitalize on Mother's Day weekend at the theater by making a movie that people will take their moms to. That's a smart play. I get mm-hmm. that. Um, just like this is a smart play. Like, it, you know, the way it's set up, I was like in, in the opening and the early goings of it. Uh, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool to get a movie that's still wintery and holiday, but it's not Christmas. It's specifically New Year. We don't get that very often. No uh, concept alone. I'm there into mm-hmm. that, and uh, as we walk through the flick, I mean, whatever, whatever. But just like concept alone, uh, I like that and respect it. Um, and I think that's a smart play financially. Um, mm-hmm. I-, I think that's. I don't I also like don't blame anybody for for taking the paycheck in this one I mean like Shakespeare it's not but that's okay um, I, I I don't know I where did you where did you find yourself on uh, on having to juggle these plot lines like like you mentioned it does sort of fall back in the vein of more successful movies that juggle all these plot lines uh, in the romantic comedy world and and uh, it definitely wants to be those. The thing, and forgive me if I sound like a prick here, uh, I probably do, because uh, mm-hmm. I'm a nobody, but are any of the names, De Niro aside, like are any of the names in this movie like enough to to be like, oh my god, I gotta go to the movie theater to see New Year's Eve?
1: <laughs> I, no, I don't think so No
0: I mean, way it, Like you said Taylor Swift And Taylor Lautner In yeah. 2010 That's the that's the movie Like of course you go see that Like you're getting You're getting every single High schooler uh, In the world Or their friend or, or like Or a friend going with a friend Like that's That's the peak That's the peak fucking formula Of mm-hmm. Valentine's Day movie With Taylor Ta- uh, Taylor 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 Lautner Taylor Swift Like in the midst of fucking You know Twilight Fever and And Taylor Swift Is like we're still in the midst of taylor swift fever so yeah. i bet i get i'm all about, i'm all about it her
1: grand but this reign. One, there is zach yeah, efron this is in like, this one
0: there is a zach efron underutilized mm-hmm. um and then it seems just kind of like a grab bag of who who can we get who's available this Ludacris. is our sequel sort of ludicrous is like a cool choice but they don't give I mean, him enough I like to him in the do Fast and furious flicks no they don't give a single person enough to do yeah <laughs> like 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 it seems like this is a movie that's relatively simply put together you know you like you get all these you know celebrities uh yes there's a budget but like when you break it down each of these little like mini stories that make up the the greater narrative they take place in their order their sort of like own Self contained locations There's not a bunch of them for each people So like you pay mm-hmm. a bunch of these like names and faces And they work a few days Easy come easy go You know cash that money get, get get paid I get it but here's the thing And like you're already touching on it And this is the like the lone resounding Criticism that kind of Hampers the entire flick um, It's just like An automatic Makes everything kind of tough to jive with Is there's not enough time with any of them to care all that much. Mm -hmm. So like you get a bunch of like, Oh, it's Ashton Kutcher De Niro. There's De Niro. He's dying of cancer or does he have dementia? I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, Just let, just let him see the ball drop at midnight. That's all we need. Like that's a normal request. Completely feasible. Catherine Heigl's a chef living for Mm -hmm. it. Halle Berry, great nurse. Sorry about your husband being being deployed. It's very sad. Mm -hmm. Um, but like I can't latch on to any of them, and they're all very, very like so operatic like plot lines. Yeah. Um. Like I want. I wanted to say sitcom, but some of them are just too fucking serious and grave mm-hmm. uh, and sad to be sitcom. Uh, In I that know, vein.
1: I would say the Robert De Niro part is probably my least favorite, which makes me really sad because I I like him so much. But it's just, he he just, it feels, I don't know, beneath him, if that's all right to say, just because he's playing... his whole role is to die. He's just an old guy who doesn't get much of a backstory, and he just nope. really wants to see the ball drop. And maybe he was kind of a shitty dad at some point, but they don't really get into it. And he ends and a up bad being husband, the husband, I think. Yeah, and then he ends up being the father of Hillary Swank's character, who is in charge of the ball dropping. So that's why it was so important for him to see the ball drop. And I guess they really bonded with uh over that together as father and daughter, which could be sweet if it was a bit more illuminated on but it's just not they just didn't there's no room because you know you got to do the thing where uh zach efron is teaching michelle pfeiffer or helping her um complete her resolutions list which i think is the most fun um of why all isn't the story that just lines. the whole movie
0: right there why isn't that the movie yeah i like, think that's like a a young man and like a and a and a, and a sort of middle aged woman on New Year's kicking a bucket list. Mm-hmm. That's the whole movie. Zac Efron at that time I think is the is the ticket, mm-hmm. and Michelle Pfeiffer is always like a draw to me. I mean, fucking oh, there's Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns. Oh, there's Michelle Pfeiffer in fucking Ant Man and the Wasp. Like mm-hmm. the the career don't stop. Um, that's maybe the most compelling one, and not just because. We love Ephron so much on the show. We do. We do. Oh, oh, oh boy, do we.
1: <laughs> I the it's also interesting because there's so much going on when her last thing was, and I've seen this before, but I didn't remember 90% of this movie. So, when it's it became very you see, obvious I've never
0: seen a single frame of it. I was like, "What the fuck?"
1: <laughs> oh boy. So, at the end of the Michelle Pfeiffer Zach Efron storyline, it's it's obvious that her last thing is going to be to get a new year's kiss. And I was sitting there thinking if Zach Efron doesn't kiss her, this entire storyline doesn't make sense. And of course he does, right. but that feels weird because it's it, their relationship wasn't necessarily ever romantic, but
0: no, it wasn't kissable.
1: The, the, the new year's kiss is supposed to be like this big kind of event, which it is for one of the teenage characters. But I feel like that, like if, if the movie was just Zac Efron and Michelle Pfeiffer, she would have had probably uh, another love interest. And oh, that would yeah, have been... I'd like that. I'd like yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, that would have been planted this? Do you, you want to write this?
0: <laughs>
1: I would love I'm to. I'm not even
0: shitting you. Should we just co-write that script and just be like, <laughs> Zac Efron type, Michelle Pfeiffer type? They're mm-hmm. huge now. Oh, oh my God. Oh, it's so
1: fun. But yeah, I... on Netflix in five oh, years. it so much shop. fun. Yeah. That's our New Year's movie that we'll make... And, oh
0: my god! I'm just saying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're like, wait, didn't they just didn't they do this? I'm like, no, 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 no. nobody saw that. I'm like, well, <laughs> it made 156 million dollars in the in the box office. I'm like, no one saw it. <laughs> okay, it didn't happen. Um, Probably
1: the most notable storyline, I would say, at least the one that was most featured in the marketing, was the uh, Leah Michelle Ashton Kutcher storyline, where Leah Michelle is a singer. And she's late for a gig with Bon Jovi, but he has a different name here. And um she and Ashley Kutcher. Why?
0: Like you don't yeah. you need know, why.
1: I don't know. I don't know why he couldn't just be I mean, just I guess bon to Jovi. fictionalize it. Yeah.
0: You own the rights to yourself, you weirdo. This is weird. Mm. I, him I, kissing, I Him kissing him kissing what's her face was weirder to me than Efron kissing uh uh Michelle Pfeiffer.
1: See, I think that the Bon Jovi um Catherine Heigl's storyline made the most sense out of all of them, um, although they didn't really have that much chemistry. The, the The beats there made the most sense, where it was, um, like like your typical rom com of like he couldn't commit and she got burned and she's still mad at him, but he wants to make it up to her because it's New Year's and he's ready to commit. And he does the, the like, right. big showy, like, rom-com thing. Like, that all fits the beats. But I do agree that the two of them together, acting-wise, is kind of a weird choice. And I wasn't entirely sure what kind of superstar he was supposed to be. If he's just Bon Jovi, or if he's supposed to be... Because I could be wrong, but I've, I've never felt like Bon Jovi is as big as the movie made him or made his character, and I, I couldn't think of a comparison for 2011 of what he would have been in the cultural context, so that kind of left me somewhat confused.
0: It is weird, because, like, yeah, like, if this movie is set when Bon Jovi is on top of the world, mm-hmm. that makes total sense.
1: Yeah, but and, sorry, um, Taylor's
0: looking, sorry, my bad, i sorry for the lull, Taylor's looking through, and she goes, I can't find, uh and so i i think Bugs is just hiding uh, in the house my ba- oh. my bad i didn't mean to space out on you Oh no, no, but, no, like, no. but like with with bon jovi if, if it happens like when the era makes sense then it, it totally but like who would have been better like a better choice in 2010 like I, I, like now now you're tickling my fancy mm-hmm. like who who's who's on top of the world lil wayne He's oh, 2010. That would have been so funny, been Lil, L- Wayne it it been Lil Wayne and Catherine Heigl. I mean, that not see there. I'd buy that ticket. Go, yeah. People go to the theater for that. You doubled your money if it's Lil Wayne. I'm sorry because I like Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. uh, and and I'm not knocking it. Longevity to Bon Jovi's career is inarguable. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, like one of his like he he has a he had a son play play football for Notre Dame. That was pretty rad. Um, but yeah i don't know it seemed it did seem kind of like out of place like is that the uh are they trying to just nail every demographic your dad's gonna go because because de niro's in it your mom's gonna go because bon jovi's in it you're mm-hmm. gonna go because uh glee and ashton kutcher are in it mm-hmm. um you're <laughs> i don't know why kids are gonna go like that's like high school is that anything anybody younger than that um i don't know but i i think
1: the abigail bresden storyline where she's like boom there it is you got it nailed it it Mm -hmm. escaped
0: me it escaped me Mm -hmm. i was like oh that's right there is that i can't believe that that other girl kissed the boy and she saw it That was fucked up katie it was (laughs) fucked up
1: it was it was fucked up
0: the breslins were on top of the world for a minute Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they're not anymore I haven't checked in on their career But I watch Spencer Breslin a fuckload Every single uh, December Because I watch the Santa Claus flicks a lot mm-hmm. um, So there's never There's not a single year That's Breslinless In the Taylor household mm-hmm. Which is really quite something yeah who else can say that what other what other family can say that uh in the in the entertainment industry
1: Mm -hmm. uh i think she's little miss sunshine right that's the role i see every time i look at her is all of little Little miss sunshine
0: iconically her Mm -hmm. she's another one that's that's escaping me right now too that's a big deal but i can't think of it i don't know why
1: so we never did touch on the Leah Michelle Ashton Kutcher storyline, except that that was the most one that was most advertised because Glee was huge at that point. Leah Michelle was at top right. of the world at this point, point. and they're stuck right. in an elevator, classic. And um,
0: so classic.
1: The the part that really struck me was um, at the end. You know, she really wants to go on tour with Bon Jovi as a backup singer. And, uh, but Bon Jovi is too busy romancing Katherine Heigl. So she sings the number herself. She does lead on it. And at first I was like, oh no, she's going to get fired. But then it occurred to me later that she might've just like, they might've had a deal or something, but it, it still seemed really out of place.
0: Yeah, for sure. Oh, is his name Valentino? I'm sitting here thinking, what was his name?
1: Uh, I thought it was like Spencer or something.
0: <laughs> um, also, I was sitting here thinking, was I did I misspeak about Katherine Heigl? Because I'm like, she did just lead, knocked up, and she was in Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Like she was, she was pretty hot shit in 20. She was. So I could she was be, in a lot of I romantic just be an comedies. Right now. Yeah, uh, like good for her. Um, I oh John I bon Jovi, Glee, he where- was
1: Jensen, Daniel Jensen, Jensen.
0: <laughs> dude. <laughs> Can you believe, Katie? Do you want to know the like the, the the line that like I sat there and like was like, oh my god, I can't believe that was on paper. What? Uh, I don't know why, but and I'm gonna sound like a fucking dick because people <laughs> would say the same shit about me. But whatever, it's a bad movie podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh well, Catherine Heigl's talking and uh, and it's like at the beginning. I think it's her. I think it's her. And she's like, I didn't even get to cook a single a single dinner for you in that in that apartment. Yeah. Uh, she's like she's like you were gone before I could even. Get the first like groceries or some shit like that, and I was like, "That's yeah. a weird fucking back and forth, man." Like, I, like that's your dramatic beat. I, I don't guess because she's know. a
1: chef, I, and her I thing know, is food.
0: I know, yeah. I know, know. But I'm just like, I'm just like that was early enough in the movie where like, I, I you know, I started a movie and I'm like, "Fuck your seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes." I mm-hmm. understand that film. And appreciating film is a fucking spectrum, mm-hmm. and I don't always agree with these percentages. But when I heard that line, I was like, "I see what we're dealing with here." <laughs> uh, I was like, "I, I was like, oh, I, yes. I, I've made, I've made my own decision, and I'm maybe agreeing with the percentage this time, but mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't mean I'm not enjoying it." I also, when I googled it, saw that it was like showing on lots of cable. I watched it on Hulu, but mm-hmm. it, yo, if I was, if it was on TV and it was like. The holiday season, I'd have it on. Why not?
1: Yeah, um, there aren't that many New Year's movies. I mean, you could go back there to really our last aren't. episode when we're trying to figure out if there there is one, and I'm like, indeed, there is. Cornering There's just that one market. Called Cornering that Eve. market. Mm-hmm. That way, when you think about like what do I watch during this time, that one will always be there, and that's a smart move because holidays really are is. forever.
0: They really are. I mean, like, and holidays get so much. Of our money, and mm-hmm. I'm totally not even mad at it. You know what I mean? I'm not even <laughs> mad at it because with that brings me joy. Um, and I'm kind of a a goon for the holidays. I enjoy it. I'm pretty happy about them. Yeah, uh, I'm a me Christmas too. boy. I've made that clear on the show. Yeah, you're very you're very Yule-tied yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Taylor Taylor loves Christmas. Uh, so in New Year's too, like I like I was always growing up new year's the move was like board games and you know dope snacks i know you said earlier you were noshing on some like little smokies and shit that's Mm -hmm. the that's the move that's the kind of uh snack game i i aspire to to adhere to when it comes to new year's um and it was really only the like the only day of the year where i really wanted to play board games like Mm -hmm. or our family would uh, cause you know, things get shitty with family board games. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. The competition gets real, real and Monopoly is a fuck. life ruiner.
0: Yeah, it is like, and, and you can, and I was thinking about this the other day. Cause I was thinking about the Jay and Silent Bob strike back Monopoly. I was mm-hmm. like, fuck, that was cool licensing. I was like, how cool. But then I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, don't, don't trick yourself, man. Every, every <laughs> one of those is still just disguised Monopoly and Monopoly mm-hmm. fucking sucks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I you know I I did you ever have any like do you have warmth for New Year's like anywhere near the the level you have of like the other uh like fall and winter holidays I know we dig Halloween we dig Thanksgiving Christmas but New Year's Eve I don't know if me and you've ever really talked about like traditions when it comes to that or anything I, like of the of I the do life.
1: actually so the reason why I wanted to do the pigs in a blanket is because my parents had a had friends when I was growing up who would always have like this big New Year's party every year. And uh, so my brain always associates pigs in a blanket with like fancy New year's and um, it is
0: though it is a fancy <laughs> tree
1: I, I love it so much it's super easy to make and I I like the idea of excitement of starting something new of uh, I like the idea of resolutions I think that's really fun. Um, I actually so last year I went to go I, I went to to St. Louis to meet Erica's family and I specifically wanted to go on New Year's because I wanted to do the New Year's kiss with her so badly. So that holds such a thing to me and also every year I watch uh, When Harry Met Sally. So you could say I enjoy me a New Year's. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean
0: that's 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 beautiful. Did we ever do anything for New Year's at DePaul?
1: Uh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't it, that was the first time I met Taylor was on New Year's. I came oh, to your... Oh, yeah. yeah. mm-hmm.
0: How <laughs> fun. What, dude, that was a Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' <laughs> Eve. Oh, my God. Rogers Park, man. Yeah. That was a great time. I remember so vividly. Details I won't even I won't even necessarily throw out and, and embarrass you by on a podcast. I appreciate um, that. Because there's, no, because there's nothing to be embarrassed about, Katie. It was a great mm-hmm. night it was um, it was very fun we had and some good times and also for any one friends. story uh, oh dude for any one story i have of mine of of, of of you you have probably uh you know a good handful you've seen some things so mm-hmm. uh and things i will also not say on it. Mm-hmm. but well, you know what i'm talking about yeah i you, know exactly what you, you're you talking know what I'm about saying. yeah uh, i can think oh gross um <laughs> we should I, i'm do that so again excited sometime. for the listener mm-hmm. we really should when the world is new in, tw- mm-hmm. in 2021 when when we can fucking go back to bars and shit because you know it's weird we're coming up on a year of me being in LA and us living in the same area and we've mm-hmm. only seen each other like three times because the world <laughs> shut down yeah uh, you haven't even and I was seen my new day.
1: place and I haven't seen your new place no. now
0: well we just got here and like uh, we are moving out and like mm-hmm. one of our neighbors is like are you moving out and I was like yeah man and he's like, oh, my God, you just got here. And I'm like, well, it has been a year. Like, <laughs> you know, and uh, not that I don't dig that place and not that you are not all wonderful neighbors. But it's funny because I was literally saying it's like, oh, yeah. The dude was like, oh, you guys. Oh, my gosh. You and you. You, you guys are engaged. You're getting married. We should have a drink sometime. And I was like, totally. And that did not happen ever because <laughs> uh, it was not uh, something that was possible. We mm-hmm. were trying to stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, and stay safe. And that's still the move because uh not not every like, while some people are getting vaccinated, not everybody is yet, so we still got to hold out for a little bit longer and then we can fucking party like the good old days.
1: Mhm. I very much look forward to it.
0: As do I. Um I I think uh the the biggest accomplishment about choosing this movie mm-hmm. uh really is the fact that we unwittingly unknowingly a beautiful hidden little gift from an angel above (laughs) uh, ended up having ended up having Jim Belushi in back-to-back weeks uh, Mm -hmm. on the show. That's true. So living for that here for it. He was, he was hilarious came in with a few bangers. Um, Did you feel like the humor in this, like speaking of it being a time and place, like the 2010, 2011, 2012 uh, realm That, like, while it was trying to be playful and innocent, the tone of, like, everything was just, like, just, like, very much not, like, I feel like what it'd be right now. It just felt, like, very, like, hypersexual and, like, very, (laughs) like, like, two-dimensional and, like, very, like, oh, I can tell this dude was, like, writing episodes of, like, sitcoms in the 50s. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, just a little, I don't want to say backward, but you know what I mean? Just a little... Behind in, to- in the times for a movie that is all about, uh, you know, embracing the new. But it was like ten years ago, so
1: yeah. It, uh, Let bygones
0: be bygones. I-,
1: I think it's really difficult to replicate the success of something like Love Actually because Love Actually is beloved for a reason because there there really is the sense of like Christmas is a coming together time, uh, it, it's it's a very warm movie, and there are kind of, dr- there are dramatic things that happen in it, but on the whole, it's about the optimism of the season. And with something like New Year's Eve, I mean, you do have the optimism in like the, oh, maybe we'll get to kiss, but it's not like a family event. And uh, because of that, some of the warmth is gone. And you, you can have a falling in love, connection of course and the movie tries to do that but again because we don't get to spend a lot of time with any of the characters because there's so much of them we it it, that doesn't really land love stories i think you have to work a little bit more to to build up and to justify as opposed to family stories which you get I, i think there's a shorthand for family stories
0: i think that's well i think that's well said um and i think it is super tricky because any, you know, any one of these stories, if you run with it and flesh it out, are, are totally fine and and like mm-hmm. you know worthy stories. Uh, I don't mean to knock any any one of them. It's just the the simple flaw of uh, you know jack of all trades, you know master of none or whatever the stupid ass cliche is. Mm-hmm. Um, we got all these you know all these little potentially awesome stories, all these potentially cute romantic comedy little like fucking flings to to, to roll with, but we don't really get to get a grasp on any one of them. And that's what makes the flick suffer. Yeah. Um, we're not, you know, we're not, that's not a hot take. Um, we're, 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 we're analyzing, but not that hard. It's not that hard to analyze this one. Um, um, do you have any, other thoughts, or have you? Do you want to move on to movies we've watched? I I don't want to. This I think we, next next episode, or we should do an official. If you feel like doing a twenty twenty things we liked episode, I, know I we kind of do, do a top ten.
1: I do because, because it's such a weird right year now. I have a I have a list that I've been working on, and I've been thinking about, and I've awesome. I've been having to like reconsider some things because every year I do this thing where I'm like, oh right, like a lot of the movies that I really loved obviously aren't that very critically acclaimed and so i have a lot to say in their
0: defense so um i have a lot to catch up on mm
1: -hmm. and i also
0: i wondered i wondered if like since it was such a a year i won't say devoid of cinema but let's like you know exponentially less cinema um i wondered if uh it, it could be expanded to to television and the only reason i would ever do that is because mandalorian is just too fucking oh my lord it's funny that you say that
1: because i i was so exhausted at the end of this year that i didn't do my usual cramming in movies from other people's best of lists i got a little bit of that in but but it petered out and the thing that i turned to was the mandalorian i was like okay I'm finally oh gonna watch oh it, <laughs> and I'm in the middle of the second season right now, and I'm really enjoying you it.
0: Nut, <laughs> nutcase! I'm so jealous. I want to be you to watch this for the first time, and also, also have the 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 privilege um, to to binge it. Your patience has been rewarded. You're the Jedi. Well, I'm the fucking. I'm kinda. the fucking like I. Oh, I need it like smacking my veins and shit. And you waited. Like, like the fucking Jedi master you are. (laughs) And now you get to enjoy the spoils.
1: That's a very charitable interpretation of that. Uh, To be honest, it really was just because I felt overwhelmed by all the Star Wars content. And after. um, Yes,
0: but this is good Star Wars content. I
1: know. I know that now. (laughs) But I. No, I
0: hear you. I hear you.
1: At the time, I was like, I cannot. I just don't have. I don't have the mental room for it. And enough time went by that I was like, okay, I'm ready to see what everybody's been talking about, and I know everybody wanted me to watch it. And I, I can tell, I, I can say as a person who has had some weariness with the franchise, like, I am thoroughly enjoying it. I think it's a lot of fun, and I would highly recommend it.
0: You're still in for a fucking treat too because that, Oh, I know. every ep- every single episode of season 2 is is a masterpiece. Every single mm-hmm. episode is standalone deliciousness. Oh my god. Oof, <laughs> ugh. I will I don't I will spoil nothing. You you deserve nothing but the best uh, viewing experience of this. Can't and wait what, to hear your thoughts on <laughs> the end of it though.
1: What's so sweet is that everybody that I've talked to says the same thing that they they say don't look at on at anything online. Number one. No, don't and we're not going to tell you what happens. You just need to experience it. Just go and experience. And but, but hurry. Yeah. Yeah. But hurry because the internet will tell you. And I, that's a rare thing these days. Usually like somebody will be yeah. excited and they know that you, it's probably, it won't have the same effect for you. So they'll just tell you what happens. But this is one thing where, where the expectation is so high that they're like, no, 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 no. you don't understand. You have to wait. So I'm very interested to see what that payoff is.
0: In the first like ever like calendar year without a, a Marvel movie, mm-hmm. this is giving us our our Marvel fucking Star Wars, our fucking like joy. Like this is like the fix, the boost that those other things used to give us in splendor. Uh, we get in a very focused dose, and that is Mandalorian. It's fucking amazing, uh, and it's it's kept it's kept my spirits uh pretty damn high uh, in these times just a great show that's know? so
1: astute because i i turned to erica at some point and i because i i think it's really interesting how star wars and star trek have both handled their franchises their properties uh star trek right now has a whole bunch of shows a lot of which people don't seem to be super into they're they're not all totally well received and um, then you have the Mandalorian, which is this very well-received show, and they're now coming out with like a whole bunch of them, uh, a bunch of other shows. And I, I, think... I was wondering what made the Mandalorian different, but I Erica pinpointed it, which is that it's optimism. She's like the the thing about Star Wars is that it's always about hope, and there is a lot of hope in the Mandalorian. Like there are there's a lot of betrayal, but there's also a lot of characters that deeply care about one another
0: it's it's the baby i mean dude it's favreau it's -hmm. if you like if you like iron man and you like the mcu you'll like the mandalorian it's if you like elf if you like fucking (laughs) swingers like Mm -hmm. if you like quality cinema and good screenwriting and excellent performances and amazing directing like direction like this is it and they have those like those other that other show on on disney plus where and uh where it's like behind the scenes and, and they go into the season of how they did certain stuff watching that dude John Favreau is like just breathtaking as somebody mm-hmm. who who wants to be a director uh myself mm-hmm. uh fucking watching Favreau in the way that he just fucking ticks is insane and uh Dave Filoni deserves like all the credit in the world too mm-hmm. um Like he's the, he's the new age George Lucas, uh, I'd say inarguably. And that's not a hot take either. Mm -hmm. Um, like he's the only other, like he's a, he loves George's shit. George asked for him specifically from his work on avatar to do clone wars. Uh, and, uh, like that dude just, just knows, just gets it. Like I respect his word as much as I respect uh, George Lucas when it comes to the source Material that's not to say that You know J.J. Uh, Abrams and Ryan Johnson and uh, everybody else Who's touched it haven't uh, Done you know Great jobs or, or Even you know acceptable jobs I think I think uh, I enjoyed those movies on their own merits For sure but and Rogue One And all that other stuff too holy fuck uh, Solo we, we watched it um, <laughs> But I Think uh <laughs> Uh, and even that had some good shit with Donald Glover and stuff. So I, I think that the thing the thing that they are doing best with it is just like fucking just having a great time. You're right, it's optimistic. Um, t- like the the store the world building of like the, the world building is like is Star Wars. What we've always mm-hmm. craved is how broad and interesting that galaxy is. And it's it's Taylor was saying it the other day, it's a lot of pressure. To do movies within the Skywalker saga, mm. like that's a lot to handle. You have to live up to so much. The Mandalorian, we didn't know jack shit about the show, <laughs> and season one was like solid, and we mm-hmm. didn't know these characters, and it worked within the movies that we loved. And now you get to season two, and again with with giving nothing away, like they earn things that firmly root it in the world of Star Wars. Oh, for um, sure.
1: One thing, and what that's moves- just great that I really love about it. And I don't think this is spoiling too much because uh, it, it's, the first season has been out for a year, but they don't I think really- think most
0: people are done.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they don't really go into the Jedi. Uh, no. Like, like, there's not a lot of Jedis running around, uh, which I didn't realize that I would want until it was shown to me. And that um, right. the, the kind of discovering of Jedis and of the Force uh, through the yes. eyes of this and experiences of this character is really fascinating.
0: Fuck yeah. And something oh, I would yeah. have never
1: expected it's, from a Star Wars show.
0: Totally. Totally. It's it's everything and more. And Disney Plus is, like, awesome. Like, what, like, you mentioned Star Trek and how they have all those TV shows and how they're not uh, necessarily super well received. Like, Marvel and Star Wars and Disney have fucking just finally decided to cut out the middleman. And stop outsourcing their shit. And just going to do movie quality television on their own platform. It's it's mm-hmm. amazing. It's genius. Uh, it's it's the future. And I'm totally here for it. Give me WandaVision. We got that coming fucking, coming in hot in a couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. um, excited to talk about that. Did you watch Wonder Woman 84?
1: I didn't because it's over two hours. And I Oh, I didn't, boy, is it? I wasn't convinced like i a lot of the reviews didn't paint a good picture and i again i'm i'm so i'm so tired like i just it's weird you know the, the the mental capacities of a television show and a movie because even though i'm watching so many hours of the mandalorian that feels like less of a commitment than a two plus hour movie somehow
0: well i mean apple's the oranges but mandalorian is some high quality shit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, not that wonder woman doesn't have its merits. Honestly, the rating I think might be low enough on RT that we could talk about it on here to be honest. Oh,
1: interesting. Um, Okay.
0: Like, I think it's, I think it's in the sixties. Um, like, which is insane coming off of like being the sequel to, you know, one of the biggest blockbusters in the history of cinema speaking without hyperbole. Oh like, yeah, I loved the first money.
1: one too. I'm just, I mean, who I'm didn't
0: you uh, know? again.
1: I I'm experiencing fatigue, and in that particular instance, I'm feeling a bit of superhero fatigue. So I that 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 also adds to even why I've resisted year? watching even it even this year. Oh like, yeah, we didn't, we Hardcore. Hardcore, mm. I it's, it's still lingering. Like like again, it took me a full year to get on the Mandalorian train. Like I needed a break.
0: Fair enough. That's a good point. That's a good point. Man. yeah dude it's 61 percent um so i I'd, I'd say that qualifies if maybe down the road we want to talk about it in depth
1: absolutely uh, i don't I won't,
0: I won't i won't give anything away uh, and it is a, it is quite a commitment but um i think it's gonna be on hbo max and stuff for like the next 30 days or some shit i don't know if you have that subscription but i think oh i do um, i didn't know it was going oh, away well
1: anytime soon that's yes, they're
0: playing it like a theatrical run on HBO Max, and, and then it'll be like now it's gone, and then they'll put out the Blu-ray, I assume.
1: Oh, Okay. Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. So maybe that maybe we'll see that down the pike in January because I, I would love to have the I'd love to have your perspective on it, um, and I'd love to hear you and Taylor talk about it because I truly think your thoughts and uh, on Wonder Woman 1984 um, will be far more relevant than mine. Uh, you are absolutely absolutely the the uh, the key demographic and you know mm-hmm. what another not so hot take <laughs> um, Katie do you have anything else to say uh, as we bid a fine adieu to 2020 to 2020
1: it's been an interesting year uh I I'm so thankful that we have continued to be able to do this podcast and the way that uh, you figured out how we could do this long distance ended up working out in a time where even though you're not that far away, we still have to distance ourselves. So I'm- Dude, Yeah, we were
0: ahead of the game.
1: <laughs> I'm very grateful to you for for figuring that out and for editing all these episodes and for uh, continuing to do this for me. It's been really fun and I look forward to- to doing this with you every time
0: oh yeah dude well you're too sweet this is a this is the best thing i love doing the show and i mm-hmm. love fucking hearing you hearing your thoughts on shit like i i truly think you're one of the best writers that has ever been born into existence oh gosh uh, thank think, you i i i think you uh i think you're uh a great writer uh a great critic and uh, I think you really just get this shit, so I always like hearing your perspective. And and also, if our perspective is similar, I'm like, oh nice, I'm right. Uh, if I'm if if we're super far apart, I'm like, I'll die on this hill, but I'm probably wrong. Uh, <laughs> I love uh, when our
1: perspectives differ. And I again <laughs> because I you're such a great writer director, and I I always really respect your opinion. And I'm always like I always look forward to hearing you talk about what you're thinking about when we differ. And eventually, you you get me to somewhere else than where I thought I'd end <laughs> up. So good. I I think good. that's fun.
0: Well, you're sweet. I appreciate it. It's been a good year. This has maybe been like, we can check the numbers, but I think this is my this has probably been our most like like our biggest year output wise of Bad Movie mm-hmm. Brunch. I think we really churned out more episodes than we ever have. So <laughs> that's in a year that's been you know tough. And I found it hard to be, cre- uh, hard to be creative. And I've been kind of hard on myself about that. Mm. Like, I just don't have a drive to write anything. I have ideas yeah. and like, I have things I'm going to write and stuff, but like with work and just life and the way of the year has been, I'm just like, you know, just kind of been on my own ass about it. But I sit here and think, you know, this is creative as shit. And we mm. did this, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, this is like, we took time, like, and we you know paid money frankly (laughs) uh like we pay money every Mm -hmm. month (laughs) to 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 give this um to the world and it's not for them it's for us and i'm happy that this is still something to put on the resume too like we're not just i mean it is for fun but we are also we're doing something this is Mm -hmm. content and i'm i'm super proud of it i love this me too with that being said (laughs) (laughs) i've been luke taylor
1: I've been Katie Gritsinger.
0: And you have a lovely new year for all the... <speaking> all right, me and Katie are going to weep in each other's virtual arms. <laughs> <laughs> all the laying sign is too sad of a song to be a holiday song. It's too oh, fucking sad. it makes
1: me cry every time.
0: Oh, It's right up there with... Uh, the what's the fucking Here we are as an old oh, yeah, oh That's god! That's a fucking sad song, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like the Brutal. fates don't always allow. Through the years, we're not always together. Okay.
1: Mhm.
0: I'm putting yeah, that in the episode. Is, I'm leaving this.
1: Feeling a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: happy. Yeah, happy 2020. Okay. <laughs>